Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer, and today we'll be talking about the vital role of acceptance in breaking through barriers of bigotry and prejudice as we look at the influence of one teacher who believed in her student. Enjoy, because this is your daily inspiration. Thirty-nine-year-old Michael Atkins knows a thing or two about racial prejudice. As a child bussed from a mostly black district to a mostly white school, he saw how teachers treated him differently based on the color of his skin. But there was one teacher, in second grade, who was different. Mrs. Reedland instilled worth and love into her students, Michael remembers. She was very caring. She'd ask questions beyond school. Those things were meaningful. But second grade ended, and Michael, who grew up in northeast Denver, often felt like an outsider. When he was transferred to a mainly white middle school, many staff seemed to fear him, and some even predicted his future. Teachers were telling me that I'd be dead before I was 21, he says. After graduating from high school, Michael felt directionless and alone. There was no one to show me how to access higher education, he says. No one in my family had the tools to guide me. But Michael was determined, and at age 19, he went to State College. He still wasn't sure what he wanted to do with his life, but he knew he was good with kids, so he began applying for teaching assistant jobs. I couldn't land any of them, Michael says. He still recalls the skeptical looks some principals gave him, suggesting that perhaps a custodial position would suit him better. Eventually, he did find a job as a school custodian. But as it turned out, the principal of the school was his former second-grade teacher, Carolyn Reedlin. She embraced me, asked about my family, he says. I told her I wanted to work with kids. Carolyn granted Michael a position as the school's reading and writing paraprofessional, and that became his door in. Encouraged, Michael redoubled his efforts and got his teaching certification. He was promoted to teacher, then assistant principal, and on June 1st, 2019, Michael achieved what had once seemed unimaginable. He officially started as principal of Stedman Elementary School. As principal, he resolved to address the racial and cultural prejudices that continue to divide the school system. It's a passion born of personal experience. Knowing what it feels like to be treated differently based on the color of your skin, he also knows what it feels like to have one teacher who sees beyond that to who you really are. If we have children struggling with self-worth, it's hard for them to learn, he says. It's difficult to ask a child who has experienced something traumatic in their lives to sit down and learn academic subjects. That's a big ask. It's our responsibility as educators to create self-worth and celebrate the student. It's likely that Michael's journey from custodian to principal will be an inspiration for at least some of his students. You know, we hear a lot in the news today about racism. At first glance, the matter seems like one of simple prejudice, of hating anyone outside our own race. But when we dig deeper, another truth emerges. When we're afraid, 
We fear anyone who's different from us in any way. It's not just about race. We learned this as children in the schoolyard, didn't we? The one picked last for kickball was the one who was weird in some way. The children who were different in intelligence, physical ability, gender expression, skin color, whatever, were labeled freaks, bad, and were shunned. As adults, many of us do the same when we exhibit racial prejudice. When we feel unloved, we fear those who are different in any way, so we shun them. The shunning may be less overt than in our school days, but it's no less destructive. The solution is not about fighting racism. As long as we're fighting the haters, we're reacting to them and therefore prisoners to them. The solution is to establish loving connections that eliminate the fear that drives us to hate in the first place. It's for us to join together and embrace each other as souls, not as threats or objects of hatred. That joining doesn't have to look like all of us sitting around singing kumbaya beside a campfire, but by the simple sharing of who we are, sharing the tough stuff that makes us want to hide in shame, sharing the stuff that allows others to see who we really are, warts and all. We can find those who will accept us without judgment, as Michael did and his former teacher. Only then will we truly be free. So many of us come to secretly believe that we are worthless, that we are unlovable. But when we experience just one person accepting us wholeheartedly, as we are, we expose to ourselves the lie that we are unlovable. When we discover the fundamental truth that every one of us is a special, unique, and magnificent expression of divine creative love, we feel light, peaceful, and joyful. Over time, we build up our storehouse of love, and eventually, we naturally share that abundant supply with others. And then, things like skin color become no more than details of a canvas. What will you do to find someone you can trust to accept you just as you are? Will you invite them into your weird little world and let them see the real you? What can you do to help others do the same? Will you say to someone who's different from you, I'm here, and invite them to share who they really are with you? Will you let go of your judgments and accept them just as they are? Will you say, I am willing to connect soul to soul today. Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.